Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. podcast thank you all for tuning in tonight great to have you aboard we got so much to get into tonight check us out over on facebook facebook.com slash the ken reedy show again that's facebook.com slash the ken reedy show we have a show chat going on right now that'll be going on throughout our show you can hop on there talk with uh, other fans of the show on our facebook thread um and later on tonight we'll have a thread going during monday night raw we have all sorts of cool stuff over there on the Facebook page. So go over there, like us on Facebook, get involved in the conversation. You also check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is at the Ken Reedy Show on Twitter. And our website is thekenreedyshow.com. We got lots of blogs and pictures and uh, lots of neat stuff over on the website, as well as a link to just listen to the show there. So check out the Ken Reedy Show. Dot com and our new venture, our, our exciting new revolutionary venture that we've been involved in, 1640. 1640 PWPR. That's the place. It's a one-stop shopping for wrestling podcasts. Go to iTunes. Subscribe. It's free. So you get all this for free. And and like we said, you know, there are always podcasts out there, 1640 now, is, is your one-stop shopping. It's a resource for multiple podcasts, and we continue to grow just to let you guys know. I mean, our show is on the network. You also got the Top Rope Report, King Firehawk, Mike Ferrara Speaks, The Blind Tag Podcast, New Surge Live, and Blading for Truth Wrestling Radio all are on 1640 PWPR. So like I said, it's free, man. Get over to iTunes, subscribe. Check out all those those great shows, as well as you can check out the 1640 PWPR 
Facebook page for more information. And we are engaged in a huge talent search with 1640. Uh, We're bringing more shows, new shows uh, into the mix. If you think you got what it takes, well, message us. You can message me on, on the, the RR of the Ken Reedy Show page. You can message us on the 1640 page. Get a message out to us. Get us a sound file. We'll give a listen, and we'll let you know if you got what it takes to be on 1640. Just to let you guys know, a little programming note. This Sunday, we, us, the Ken Reedy Show, Dave and I will not be doing uh, the uh, pay-per-view pregame show, but... See, that's just deal with the 1640. We got you covered. We have got you covered next week. So it won't be us, but part of the 1640 family, the Top Rope Report will be taking care of the pregame duties on Sunday, get you set for money in the bank. So if you're out there looking for a show to listen to, listen to the Top Rope Report. They will be on TalkShoe, that is TalkShoe.com, live and later on the show will be uploaded to our iTunes site. So check it out. 1640 has got you covered, getting you ready for money in the bank. So many things going on in wrestling. I mean, the wrestling world, it's exploding. It's definitely got that, that new feel, like, but an old feel at the same time. There's choices out there for wrestling fans, lots of new shows out there. Um, you know, there's only, only so many hours in the day to get to all these shows and, and, you know, I'll be the first to admit I wasn't able to watch everything I would have liked to watch, tried to get in as much as I could, but to try to make heads or tails out of this brand new landscape in the world of professional wrestling, couldn't do without my tag team partner, Dave, who is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Out of everyone in the 1640 family, and you mentioned all those shows previously, there's nobody quite like myself, the original coin flipper, like you said, to make heads or tails, to talk, dissect, dismantle anything and everything that is pro wrestling. I'm here to do that for all of you live here tonight. Well, I mean, let's get right into it, because, I mean, this week now, it's crazy now. I mean, as a wrestling fan, to try and catch everything, like, unless you have absolutely no other interest in everything in anything else, it's tough to catch everything. And over the course of the week, it's like, you know, I want to, you know, you got to catch Raw and SmackDown. You, you want to try and catch NXT. There's, you got your Lucha Underground. Now you got ROH on TV. You got TNA. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. And, and, and I'm not going to sit here and, and front and, and pretend that I was able to get to everything. I, I did not get to everything. I would have loved to get to everything. But again, I do have other hobbies. I actually work. So there's, there wasn't enough hours in the day to get to everything. Um, but what I am finding very intriguing, and, and I think it's cool because we put up on the Facebook page and you head over there, we want, I wanted to know what people thought the show of the week was. And, and I, I, I thought it was interesting that we got multiple answers, which is good for the wrestling fan, that people are enjoying different shows. There's different things out there now. There are choices. And that's always been, you know, since WCW went down, I think that the choice thing, like a lot of wrestling fans wanted other things. Now, as, as Dave, you're, you're on the forefront of this, this mode of thinking, the new, uh, independ- the new territory system. The independents have become the new territory system. And now with more TV deals, 
there's more choices out there. And none of these guys are ever going to be competition for the WWE, but it's something else for the wrestling fan. Um, I, it, it's, it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. It's intriguing um, to see what these companies are going to do. And I got to put it out there, man. I watched it. I've, I've watched ROH in bits and pieces over the years. Not an internet guy as far as, like, watching my wrestling. That's why I didn't watch a lot of ROH. I watch my wrestling on TV. That's where I watch it. So they're finally on TV. We get the big wrestling night um, on Wednesday night. ROH leading into TNA. That's the, the big deal. And I'll tell you, I watched some of NXT. I watched all of ROH. I watched all of Impact. I watched Raw and SmackDown. And i got to be honest with you. With all the stuff going on in wrestling and these new companies and it's exciting and oh and ROH is on TV now and this is great and and look at all this stuff that's happening and finally finally oh god I can watch ROH and you know what the best thing going by far to me in wrestling right now is John Cena John Cena is the most interesting thing going on the John Cena Kevin Owens program is tremendous John Cena probably cut maybe the best promo of his life. On Monday night, we the WWE has done a great job at not giving us a WrestleMania hangover. Uh, there's been real solid pay-per-views, questionable builds at times, but the WWE has gone through and they, they've built their mid-card. Uh, they're building their tag team division. There's intrigue around the, the, the WWE championship. They're, they're doing it right right now. So it's to me, it's going to be tough for these newer companies to really break in um, I'm into WWE programming right now, and like, with everything going on and these new and interesting characters and talent, seeing them, um, I still think John Cena, and more specifically John Cena, Kevin Owens, is the, the most intriguing thing going. And I will say this, as much as I thought that you could take some positives out of ROH and TNA on Wednesday nights, um, to me, and we talked about it at the last show, Dave, there was, we discussed that there was kind of a, you, you had to grab the fans by the cojones. You had to really just, you know, Destination America. This is Destination TV. This is your, your spot to watch wrestling. Plant your ass in front of Destination America Wednesday nights. This is where the wrestling is. And I got to say, for both companies, I don't think they either one of them had a moment that they really grabbed you. And, I, I, and yeah, go ahead. I, I, would, I mean, I would have to agree with you on that. Um, in all fairness to both companies, both their shows are taped. Um, and in regards to the, the situation with Ring of Honor, you know, we talked about it privately, and, we, and I'll bring it up here. You and I, neither of us were, were really, you know, nothing really jumped out at us um, that was, like, earth-shattering or great that came out of the Ring of Honor program. And in all fairness to Ring of Honor, I, I don't know the details. I do do the news, and I try to, you know, do some research on things, and my research kind of went south and didn't really get anywhere in this particular area. But Ring of Honor, um, they take that show, I believe, a, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago um, in Toronto. And, uh, you know, the, the from what it sounds like, it sounds like that their deal with Destination America, although they've been talking with them and in negotiations with them, um, you know, the announcement was made, and then a week later they debuted. Normally, when a television show debuts, you give them a month, maybe two months in advance to get them out there, you know, press release, 
advertising, put guys on talk shows, stuff like that. They didn't do any of that. It was like announced, and then a week later, the show airs. So in that time frame, it would have been too costly for Ring of Honor to book a building. First of all, find a building that was available, book it, get talents, change their schedule, and then do a live special or a tape play special or whatever it is for the premier Destination America, which just cost them way too much. And they're kind of on a trial basis with Destination America, which I'll cover later in the news, um, my day 550, the update. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Nothing really grabbed at me. Um, there were a few things I liked from Ring of Honor. I, I was, I mean, I was impressed with the Briscoes. They were, you know, uh, their, their act was pretty cool, and they, they, they put on a solid, entertaining match. Um, I was really impressed with, um, with, with Moose. He, the, the, a guy for his size moves around the way he does. Very impressive. Um, and he's just, his, his, you know, he, his name, I mean, it, it really fully embodies what he looks like. He's a moose. He's a, he's a, he's a big guy in there that moves around. And then the, the last real man uh, in professional wrestling, Silas Young, you, you talked about it with me privately, and, you know, I'll bring it up too. He's really a throwback to what, you know, pro wrestling used to be, just with his look, but even his in-ring ability too. Um, so that's what, that's what kind of stood out to me, but nothing really earth-shattering. It was just a typical run-of-the-mill Ring of Honor show that just happened to air. They didn't really make a big deal of it being, you know, their premiere um, as a matter of fact, technically, that's a replay because their show airs on Sinclair Broadcasting, which is a syndicated network, which airs um, on the on their channels, I believe, like a few days prior. So I want to say maybe even like last Friday, a week from this past Friday, is when Wednesday night's Ring of Honor show aired. Um, so uh, on Destination America, but the difference is Destination America is a national cable television network that is seen in 60 million homes in about, you know, a little over half the country in the United States. So that's the that's the, um, the the good news when it comes to the deal with Ring of Honor and Destination America. And I think time will tell um, uh, in regards to um, the, the the television production on their end. But as far as Cena and Owens go, yes, 100%. Their match at the pay-per-view was great. We talked about it last Monday, and we talked about, um, you know, where these two go from there. Um, from that, and it's obviously going to be a rematch at the Money in the Bank event this Sunday. Uh, the promo was great. Just everything they've been in, – in terms of John Cena, I said this for weeks, there's been some storylines that just kind of been hit or miss in WWE. They've been putting on some really solid pay-per-views, but John Cena since WrestleMania has been the best thing since, since WrestleMania with the U.S. title open challenges and with him working with these young guys. And nobody in their right mind, including Mike Ferrara, called – Kevin Owens pinning John Cena clean in the middle of the ring at Elimination Chamber last week. And John Cena is showing that, you know, it, it, when he says, you know, come out here and, you know, try to beat the face that runs the place, he really means it. And there are young guys that are really, you know, stepping up to him, and he's stepping up his game as well. Just overall, he's been great since WrestleMania, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that, and, and I'm right there with you. I, I just, I, I love Silas Young. I, I just was drawn to his character right away. I would love to interview the guy because when they showed replays of his turn on Tanaka, it, it just looked, the, just the way he carried his body and everything, it looked like he was paying homage uh, to that famous turn when Paul Orndorff, uh, Mr. Wonderful, turned on Hulk Hogan uh, many, many years ago. And, and for the character and being a throwback and, and, that whole thing, it would totally work to uh, pay tribute and homage to, to, to that specific turn. Um, love the character. I, I you know everything about him. I just I was drawn to him. 
Um, you know, the opening match was a decent match. Uh, you know, it was a good athletic match. Um, like I said, Silas Young, I, I really got into. Um, you know, I got to be honest, I, I, I just didn't like Truth Martini at all. Uh, I just found it really, him just like really cheesy. Uh, you know, the Briscoes uh, at the end um, against House of Truth, that was uh, a decent match too. But again, like nothing really... Nothing really grabbed me where I'm like, I have to watch this show again. I have to see this. Um, there was good stuff, and I'm not going to sit there and say oh, ROH was a total disappointment. There was just not something that, like, I would say really grabbed me. I was impressed with Moose as well. Um, but I'll tell you, like, Silas Young is the guy that if I had to pick something that's going to make me want to watch again, he's actually it. He's the guy. I want to, like, I want to see his character develop. I want to see him in a in a program. Like, I just... I was really into his character. Um, you know, the night of pro wrestling where you go from there to uh, Impact. You know, Impact again, and, and again, and I'll, I'm going to be honest, you know, I've watched parts of Impact here and there. Um, you know, I've tried to stay up to date. If I don't get to watch it, I try to at least know what's going on on Impact, uh, to be perfectly honest. So I haven't really watched an Impact start to finish uh, in quite some time. Uh, for the show and for what's going on in, in the world of pro wrestling and, uh, you know, the big deal that ROH and the impact, uh, you know, I thought, you know, if this is an impact I should watch start to finish. And, uh, you know, I, I just find that it's, it to me, it was kind of the reasons why I fell away from impact. And, and it's sometimes I think impact can't get out of their own way. It's, they, they you know, it, it, there was some good stuff about impact, uh, you know, the uh, option C stuff, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the match between um, the Dirty Heels and the Wolves, you know, so you had some solid stuff there. But then but then you had James Storm committing attempted murder. And it is attempted murder. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, he, he pushed Mickey James off, off a train platform. I mean, he, he essentially tried to kill her. I thought the segments with them were boring. It just didn't work for me. Even a little bit, and and you got guys. I mean, James Storm and Mickey James. I'm fans of both of them. Um, I I think that they they they've done solid work for a long period of time. But both of them are very talented individuals. You got a guy in James Storm that's decent in the ring, and he's uh, he can talk. And and this is what they did. They have him committing attempted murder. And and you said it before, Dave. Like when they do kidnapping angles, like maybe you just don't have angles where uh, someone needs to go to jail for real. Um, you know. They, and and the thing is in wrestling, like you know, they they send someone to jail. Like Angelina Love went to jail for uh, you know hitting a a quote fan uh, who happened to be a former pro wrestler, I guess. But she went to jail. But James Storm. Has, has not been arrested yet for committing attempted murder. So it was just kind of, you know, one of those, like, it was just a head-scratcher, like, for for everything that they did. Lock. Yeah, and for the, what they did well on the show, like, to me, that moment took me completely out of the show. I just was, you know, what like, what are you doing? Like, who who sat there in a meeting saying, this is a good idea? I, I It just it boggled my mind, you know, what exactly they were doing. And, um, you know, like I said, right now, as far as wrestling goes, like, uh, John Cena is just spot on right now. And you know what? Like, and, and I've been one of those guys in the past that, like, you know, John Cena should have a heel turn, like, do like Hogan did. But, you know, 
I'm going to do a complete 180 on that. I don't want him to. I want him to stay like this. I want him to be the the, the good guy. In, in a world where, like, there's there are, like, no heroes um, anymore, and, and it's become trendy over years to be, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle. It's not black or white. It's gray. Um, but I think what you're seeing right now in the WWE, you know, when, when it was it was tough to stomach John Cena, it was like John Cena 24-7. And they were cramming John Cena down, the, down your throat, and creative was lazy or stupid or whatever it was. Now I think you're seeing what John Cena could do. Number one, I think John Cena's gotten a little older. He's grown up a little bit, still in great shape. And he's just, it's like everything is, is coinciding in the right time for him. And uh, he's just, he's completely on his game. He's holding down the mid card. And what's going on now in the WWE, you got younger, newer talent surrounding the WWE Championship. Um, you know, I like Ryback now in his role as, as Intercontinental Champion. Um, and it's just, I, I think you're seeing, I, I hope people appreciate, you know, even people that hate on him, what John Cena is doing right now. And, and like I said, Dave, I, I mean, out of anything, I mean, I'm into the, the, the title picture on the WWE, obviously, you know, pay-per-view, we're going to get into, you know, stuff in the pay-per-view a little bit later on. But, you know, time and time again, even especially when there have been bad Raws, um, I, I keep going back to John Cena. So it's it's intriguing when you have, like, ROH and TNA in their big television debut, and John Cena's at the top of his game at this time. But I don't know. I, when I look at, like, Wednesday night, I, I just feel like they, they didn't grab me by the cojones. I think it was a good first step for ROH, because there was nothing on ROH. I was like, oh, God, that was terrible. Um, TNA just leaves me scratching my head, Dave. Yeah. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. There are times when, you know, I watch Impact and, you know, I'll fast forward to a, a fair amount of the stuff that's on the programming. Um, you know, there are very few things on there that are good to really great. Um, I think, and I'll be perfectly honest, I think the evolution of the Ethan Carter character has has uh, been done very well. When he first started, they tried to make him into a big deal really quickly, and I was like, this guy's not a star. He was a nobody in, in developmental in WWE, um, but I gave TNA credit for at least trying to make him into a big deal. And over the course of the past 16, 17 months, he's definitely become a big deal where now he's seen on the same level as some of the other, um, you know, main event talents in TNA, like Kurt Angle and, and Bully. I'm not saying, like, in terms of stature, but, like, I don't know. He's, he seems legit, He seems like a legitimate threat to Kurt Angle and his title. And he seems like he belongs in the main event in the TNA landscape, even though it's very small it's not you know very crowded um trouble 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 i don't get that whole song but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment further on that um because because then will definitely jump as far as that goes but um yeah i just scratched my head at some things but i i a fair amount of pump fast forwarding through and uh it's it's sad and to me it seems like, you know, the past two years that company has taken a decline with talent leaving and then having to cut corners and cut some guys, save some money. And the, the, the roster just seems depleted, all right? Like, and here's another thing, too, that I noticed. A couple of things real quickly. One, like, James Storm, the whole, you know, revolution, he's like a poor man's version of Ray Wyatt, okay? Like, he's trying to be this, like, cult leader, but he's, like, leading a cult full of stores and mass people who are just nobody. Like, you know, like a couple of the exhibition guys, 
they, they paired him with Abyss, um, which is not terrible, but and then they put him with this other guy, Koya, who's got no business being on TV whatsoever. He shouldn't even be allowed to buy a ticket to sit in the crowd. Like, that's how awful he is. Like, just it's just bad. Like, you put him in the ring with somebody, and somebody can be really great and carry a guy to a great match, but this guy, Koya, will know how to screw it up. That's how bad he is. Um, that's one thing. Secondly, um, when it comes to Storm, like, if you're going to change your character up and be this, like, cult leader and dark and demonic, change up your look. You look like the same James Storm we've known for the past, you know, God knows how long. With your same look, you just have to talk a little slower. And, 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 and your promos are a little darker. But other than that, you still look like the same person you were before. So, and the other thing, too, is, yeah, I know Mike Ferrara has said it before about their lighting. And at first, I liked the idea that TNA kind of dimmed the lights in the audience and kind of made you, give you that, like, old-school house show, dimly smoky arena feel. But now it just looks like there's nobody in the crowd watching because it doesn't even sound like there's anybody there. Like, it, it, I don't know. Overall, there definitely needs to be some improvement. Maybe with Ring of Honor being on the same channel and in the same, you know, hour, you know, within the next hour from each other, maybe it'll help set their game up. So, um, as far as that goes, yeah. That, that There needs to be some work done. It's a work in progress. But I have faith that, you know, things could improve for, for, for TNA. I really do. I have faith. I don't want it to go away. I, I, it's another place for the wrestlers to work. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I you know, it's it's I mean, it's one of those things where like it it's such a tough call when you think when you talk about TNA because I, I, you know, there's room for improvement. There's there's stuff that's good. They have some talented guys over there. Um but it's just I feel like we've been saying this for so long. You know, like they could be good, but Beat like that horse. I, why do they just keep missing the boat? Why do they, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, and like I said, you know, and, and I, I get it. Like, you know, fans are different. Everyone has their different tastes and things. And I get all that. And I know that maybe for me, you know, I'm I'm looking too much into the attempted murder. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, but it really, it pulled me completely out of the whole show. It really just, you know, it was almost like when the show ended for me, it was just like, my gut reaction from the show was, what the hell are they doing? And then I sat back and thought, all right, yeah, you know, there were some good things, there were some things I liked, but that, like, that was my gut reaction when the show ended. It wasn't, you know, the opposite, like, oh, that was really good, all right, let me go back and see if there's anything I can be critical of. Um, It just really gave me just a a bad feel on the show. It gave me that, you know, TNA making their, the same old mistakes. And it, it just, it, you know, when when are they going to, like, at least, you know, I get it. That, you know, we've and we've ripped WWE, you know, where they've had, like, really crappy Raws. I mean, I get it. That happens. But when when are we going to get a time period where, for a good chunk of time, uh, you know, we're not scratching our head watching Impact? And that's... Uh, you know, I mean, you got, like, real good workers over there. You got guys that can, you know, put on some real good matches. You got guys like Lashley and, and, and Bobby Roode and Austin Aries and the Wolves and uh, Eric Young, uh, you know, and, and the ladies are, are, you know, you got some talented ladies over there. You got Kurt freaking Angle. Um, you know, it's I 
just I don't get it sometimes where I'm just like, why am I scratching my head? I'm sitting there looking at this roster thinking, you know, all right, yeah, give it you that's something, you know, if if Impact didn't exist and you know, there was an independent show and they just listed scheduled to appear and they listed Impact's roster, be like, Hell yeah, I'm going to that show. That's a kick ass roster. Yeah, I'm going. And it's just time and time again. And I agree with you, Dave. Like, you look at it and it's like, all right, you know, it wasn't a, you know, a total abomination. It wasn't totally horrible. Um, but I just feel like for a long time, there are just these head-scratching moments that were just, you know, when exactly are they going to move past that? I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the same boat with you here when it comes to that. Like I said, time will tell. Maybe the, the, the association with Ring of Honor um, will help. Who knows? But, you know, I like to think optimistically, and, you know, I still watch the show because there are still good things about the show. You know, some of the some of the talent on the show and the, and the matches. So, um, you know, like they say, and I can beat that dead horse again, but time will tell. Trouble, 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 trouble. Uh, you're right, though, with him. He's... he's <laughs> I do, I do dig him. I mean, as as far as like TNA and you know, you know, can they build stars and everything? You know, I think they've done a good job with him, and and I'm into his character. And, and you know, I guess that's the problem. You know, there there was probably honestly coming out of Impact, there's probably more positive than negative. It's just, I don't know, man. You throw in an attempted murder, God, just it kind of, it kind of pulls me out of it a little bit. You know, call me crazy. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. We got a full bank of calls out there, so be patient, my friends. We're going to get to all of your calls. Um, on the other side of the break, we got our friend Steve Offs going to be giving us a call, uh, talking a little wrestling is magic, uh, giving us a lowdown on what's going on in magic. But first, as we do each and every show at this time, it is time now for the Day Five Fifty Fifty News Report. Good evening, and thank you, Ken. Welcome to another edition of the Day 5550 News Update, the most informative news report and pro wrestling podcast today, where I give you, my opinion, of course, the top five stories this week in the world of professional wrestling. Only heard right here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Now let's get into these stories, shall we? Last week... I reported on a story involving former TNA star, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Styles is currently being sought after by WWE to hopefully join the NXT brand. While allegedly Styles is not the only individual from TNA that WWE could be interested in. As of now, no names have been mentioned, but allegedly WWE officials are looking to sign several TNA talents whose contracts are set to expire in the very near future. being reported that WWE has sent out feelers to those particular talents with the notion that if, a, if an agreement can be reached, that those talents would be assigned to NXT first. It should also be noted that depending on who the talents are, they could be offered a similar deal that recently signed Samoa Joe received by WWE. Limited NXT dates, but still being allowed to work the indie scene until the company would move you to the main roster, and then those talents would be exclusive to WWE. 
Like I mentioned earlier, no names have surfaced in who WWE may be interested in, but with Kevin Owens moving to the main roster and several top NXT talents currently on the shelf due to injury, WWE is looking to beef up that roster before becoming a full-touring brand in 2016. And speaking of Samoa Joe in our second story, the dirt sheets are reporting that the reason behind WWE signing him to an exclusive full-time deal with the company last week is because of the national television deal Ring of Honor made with Destination America. With Joe's previous lucrative WWE contract, it allowed him to work anywhere that didn't have a national television deal. At that time, Ring of Honor was not a part of Destination America, so Joe was working limited dates with RRH. One in particular, June 20th, New York City, teaming with AJ Styles to face Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. That match was supposed to be taped for Ring of Honor Television. That is a part of the syndicated Sinclair Broadcasting. But through the recent announcement that Ring of Honor is in Destination America, which can be seen in 60 million homes in the United States, more than Sinclair Broadcasting, WWE felt the need to snatch Joe up quickly before Ring of Honor could offer him a better deal. As of now, it's reported that WWE is allowing Joe to finish his indie bookings, including Ring of Honor, all the way till August 31st where then after he will be a full-time member of WWE. However, the company is in the process of stopping Ring of Honor from airing the advertised tag team match Joe is participating in. As of this writing, the tag match could still take place, but will not be airing on television. On the subject of Ring of Honor, in my third story this week, it's being reported that the TV deal between Ring of Honor and Destination America only lasts until the end of 2015. Destination America officials are helping Ring of Honor with production costs going forward to help produce their programming. If all of that helps Ring of Honor's numbers to which they carry over that audience onto TNA's Impact Wrestling, then we should expect a renewal for Ring of Honor programming after 2015. If a new deal is signed following that, then it's being reported that both sides want to produce one, possibly two, live television specials a year on Destination America. And I mentioned earlier, AJ Styles in my top story is being highly sought after by WWE. Where reports out this week suggest that TNA had talks with Styles about returning to the company. Allegedly, a few months ago, TNA offered Styles a big money deal to appear at this year's Slammiversary pay-per-view in a match, as well as announce his induction into the TNA Hall of Fame in October at Bound for Glory, where they also were hoping to have him participate in another match. Styles allegedly turned down the offer, citing his commitments to Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling as being priority at this time. And in my final story this week, Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida announced last week that Universal City Walk will be closing its NBA City Restaurant in August. Rumors are that in its place, we could see either a WWE-themed restaurant or an actual WWE Hall of Fame building. Back in 2003, talk of a Hall of Fame site ran rampant amongst Universal Executive and WWE. Both parties were looking to collaborate on the idea, but space was not available. With an opening at Universal City Walk, the possibility of WWE taking over the space and building a physical Hall of Fame could be a reality in the near future. All speculation at this time, of course. And Saturday, June 13, 2015, our friends at Pro Wrestling Magic present the Bogota Brawl, the Bogota VFW, 241 West Shore Avenue, Bogota, New Jersey. Bell time is 7 p.m. 
catch all the stars of pro wrestling magic, as you will see. The man who's going to be on the phone shortly, Steve Off, attempt to exact revenge on the Malanga family after suffering a vicious attack last month. You will also see qualifying matches to determine a new pro wrestling magic heavyweight champion. All that and so much more. Tickets are $10 in advance, $12 at the door. Head on over to WrestlingIsMagic.com for details on tickets as well as the card for Saturday's event. And don't forget forget to find Pro Wrestling Magic on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Pro Wrestling Magic. On Twitter, their handle is at Wrestling Magic. And on Instagram, their handle is at Pro Wrestling Magic. Now, this is normally the part of the news break where I say goodbye and tell you that you tuned into the day 5550 news update, but not so fast. You can't get rid of me that quick because tonight I give you a bang for your buck, a two-for-one special. It's not only am I the best news reporter and pro wrestling podcast today, but I'm also a history buff, a pro wrestling history buff, that is. Allow me to introduce you to my lesson plan. I'm your instructor. Dave Rosenbluth, pro wrestling historian extraordinaire. And this is my critically acclaimed special edition of my pay-per-view throwback. This month's subject is titled Money in the Bank. Money! Money, 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 money. Ah. I'm so glad you could make it on such short notice. Tonight, I plan to indulge you on the fun-filled facts and statistics that surround WWE's most exciting concept, a concept that has helped create memorable moments, shape storylines, add impressive re- add to impressive resumes, and launch careers. I'm talking about money in the bank. Now, back in 2005 in WWE storylines, Chris Jericho pitched the Money in the Bank ladder match concept to then-Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff, who then signed the match for that year's WrestleMania 21. As per the rules, the winner can cash in a contract for a championship bout anytime, anywhere, up to a year. From then till WrestleMania 26, the concept was exclusive to WrestleMania until later that summer in 2010 when the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view made its debut. Unlike the original concept, the pay-per-view hosted two Money in the Bank ladder matches, one for the WWE championship, and for the World Heavyweight Championship. After that, wrestlers were then only able to challenge and cash in their contract for the designated title related to their brand, Raw and SmackDown. However, along the way, the concept in recent years has come back to its roots, so to speak, and there's only one ladder match for one contract. But let me not get ahead of myself and bring you up to speed on the evolution of Money in the Bank. Now, I gave you a brief overview of Money in the Bank, but some of the more historical facts is what I'd like for you to focus on heading into Sunday's Money in the Bank ladder match. Let me begin. What you should not expect is the winner of this Sunday's Money in the Bank ladder match to announce prior to their cash-in very well in advance that they will be challenging for that title, something both Rob Van Dam and John Cena did respectively as RVD in 2006 announced he was cashing in his Money in the Bank contract at ECW's one-night stand against then-WWE champion John Cena. And Cena in 2012 announced a week before he was to cash in that he would be challenging then-WWE champion CM Punk. The difference between John Cena and Rob Van Dam is that RVD was successful in his cash-in and Cena was not. 
making him the first to unsuccessfully cash in a Money in the Bank contract. However, Cena was not the only member of that club for very long. Damian Sandow joined Cena in 2013 as he, too, was unable to capture the gold unsuccessfully, cashing in his Money in the Bank contract against then-World Heavyweight Champion, ironically, John Cena. Now, some would argue that 2007 Mr. Money in the Bank contract winner Mr. Kennedy should also be a card-carrying member of that club, as Kennedy was victorious in the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 23, winning that briefcase. But he actually never cashed in his contract because he had lost his right after losing it in an impromptu match with Edge in the spring of 2007. Edge not only won the Money in the Bank ladder match for the first time, but he also successfully cashed it in for the first time in nine months later on John Cena at New Year's Revolution in 2006. But now he was the first two-time Money in the Bank contract holder after only winning one ladder match. Go figure, right? Four days later, the ultimate opportunist stole the gold from The Undertaker in the steel city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, making him world heavyweight champion for the very first time. Another two-time Money in the Bank ladder match winner is the King of Crying, CM Punk. 2008-2009, Punk was victorious at those years' WrestleManias in those respective Money in the Bank ladder matches and was also victorious in his cash-ins on both Edge in 2008 and Jeff Hardy in 2009. Another first Money in the Bank history came in 2010. Actually, one of which we could see this Sunday. First, it's mainly 26. The first and only time a Money in the Bank ladder match featured 10 individuals. On that night, Jack Swagger shocked the world winning Money in the Bank. But he wouldn't have it for very long. As five days later, he successfully cashed in his Money in the Bank contract on then World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho on an episode of SmackDown. At that time, it would be the shortest reign as Money in the Bank contract holder. That is, until July of 2010, the debut Money in the Bank pay-per-view. World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank contract winner Kane waited only one hour after winning the briefcase to cash in and defeat World Heavyweight Champion Rey Mysterio. Another first that year, the first time that there were three Money in the Bank ladder matches in one year. Now, as we all know, a Money in the Bank contract in WWE storylines is all but a guarantee to see a new champion crown. However, on more than one occasion in Money in the Bank history, we have seen the Money in the Bank contract winner have to defend the briefcase, putting doubt in fans' minds that not everything in life or in WWE is guaranteed. 2005, we saw Edge defend his contract against Matt Hardy in a loser leads Raw Money in the Bank ladder match. On that night, the Rated-R superstar came out the victor. The following year, in 2006, before the Money in the Bank contract turned for the extreme, RVD successfully defended his contract against Shelton Benjamin. And as I mentioned earlier, Mr. Kennedy came up on the short end of the stick, losing his contract to Edge in 2007. Finally, in 2012, we saw Dolph Ziggler defend his Money in the Bank contract on two different occasions. First, defeating Chris Jericho on an episode of Monday Night Raw in a contract versus career match. 
and then fast forward to the TLC pay-per-view in December where he was successful in a ladder match over John Cena. Dolph being the only man to defend his Money in the Bank contract two times, making that another first in Money in the Bank history. And a first time for everything is always an exciting thing. Except for prison sex. Just ask Mike Ferrara. He'll tell you all about it. Anyhow, a lot of firsts have been born in the Money in the Bank ladder match concept. One first that we witnessed was just recently at WrestleMania 31. 2014 Money in the Bank contract holder Seth Rollins made history that night being the first superstar to cash in the Money in the Bank contract at a WrestleMania and successfully become WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Now, isn't it ironic that last year's Money in the Bank winner, Seth Rollins, kick-started his rivalry with Dean Ambrose in the same Money in the Bank ladder match he won last year, only to having to defend the same title he won by cashing in that contract in a ladder match this Sunday against the guy he's proved to win the contract, Dean Ambrose? Isn't it ironic, don't you think? Now, for those of you who are still paying attention, I mentioned earlier of a scenario that took place in 2010 that could possibly take shape this Sunday. Since I'm one for bold predictions on these pay-per-views lately, I'm going to go on record by saying that whomever is victorious in this Sunday's Money in the Bank ladder match, that individual will waste no time as he will cash in his Money in the Bank contract during the WWE World Heavyweight Championship ladder match between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose making it a triple threat affair. Climb that ladder after disposing of Ambrose and Rollins, of course, and will retrieve the title going on to become the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And the man I'm referring to is Roman Reigns, and you can definitely believe that. You can also believe that you're bound to see exciting, high-risk, death-defying action that Money in the Bank provides. You're bound to see a new star shine in the form of Neville. Believe that Kofi Kingston will innovate new ways to use a ladder, and believe me when I tell you that this year's Money in the Bank event will be a launching point for some unpredictable twists and turns in WWE storylines this summer. <coughs> now, of all that being said, I believe that class is dismissed, but not before reminding you that tonight's Day 550 News Report and the pay-per-view throwback were brought to you by 1640 PWPR, the one-stop shop for pro wrestling podcasts. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe for free, type in 1640 PWPR, where you can find this show and a boatload of others. You can also find us on Spreaker.com, TalkShoe.com, and TunedInRadio.com. Type in 1640 PWPR, and your pro wrestling podcast palette will be cleansed. Class, thank you so much for attending on such short notice. You now may be dismissed. All right, good stuff. So educational. I always feel like I learned something. Well, let's go out. So we have Steve Alb is on the line, as Dave said, from Pro Wrestling Magic. And they have a big event coming up this coming Saturday. Without further ado, Steve, how you doing this evening? Ken and Dave, doing great. How you guys doing? Doing all right. So uh, you got another big event coming up uh, Saturday, June 13th. Uh, you know, Magic has definitely been, uh, you know, full steam ahead. Tell, uh, you know, everyone listening uh, what they can expect uh, this Saturday. I mean, obviously they got to get down uh, to the Bogota VFW to check this out. But what, what, what can fans expect this Saturday? Well, I think Dave did a better job of promoting it than I ever could, but I'm <laughs> going to try to top that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 
We have you got it, brother. We got two tournament matches. We have Dave Davis, who is a unproven superstar, but he has a tremendous upside and his best days are definitely ahead of him, but definitely, you know, definitely one of my favorites to possibly take the whole thing. Going head to head with uh, someone I'm very familiar with now, Everett Cross. Now, Everett and myself went to high school together. We were friends a long time ago. And then at this last show, the Super Show, uh, myself and Who's Trap Lash Storm Force won the Casamento Memorial Cup. But our victory was short-lived because we were assaulted after the match. Stevie Sterling of Glitz and Glamour. Jared Foster wasn't able to make it, but I know he was the brains behind the damn thing. And Everett Cross, who was his replacement partner, put the boots to us. They handcuffed me to the ropes. And they beat Who's Trap Lash to oblivion, causing an injury, that a neck injury that will keep him out of action for about two months. He will recover fully, but he's not going to be ready for this Saturday's championship match. Therefore, the second match I'm going to tell you guys about, myself and a mystery partner, which I still haven't found, against Glitz and Glamour to crown the first ever tag team champions. Now, to say this is personal is a bit of an understatement, but... You know, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it as professional as I can and, and bring home some championship gold. And President Chad Adams has said that, you know, due to the nature of Hoost's injury and assault, if myself and my mystery partner win, then us and Hoost will be all three of us be allowed to defend the titles via, via the Freebird, New Day, Spirit Squad type rule. We also have another championship tournament match, which will be former ECWA world champion Ricky Martinez going one-on-one with PWS TV star Matt McIntosh, someone I also know well. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that the winner of this match is my favorite to win the tournament. And, you know, there's a lot of guys in. You have Juan Francisco de Coronado and Magic have already advanced. Either one of those guys has a potential to win, but I think, honestly, my number one choice, whoever wins between McIntosh and Martinez don't miss that match. It's sure to steal the show. And the last match we've announced so far, another one potential to steal the show, a ladies match for the first time ever. D2W Pro Wrestling's Deanna Perrazzo faces off against the BWO's Arlene James. Yeah, I mean, I say, you know, it's funny because I saw that and I wanted to ask you about that match. And I know that, you know... I've seen. I've never seen uh, Deanna wrestle. I've seen Arlene. Arlene is very talented, um, mm-hmm. and I know you had said previously on the show that you were really, you really wanted to see pro wrestling magic, you know, be a well-rounded company and uh, having a tag team division, having singles, and you really wanted to build a ladies division. And you know, it looks like a good start. How important is it? I mean, you talked about it a while back. But how important is it for you to have, like, a, a legit ladies' division to, to round out uh, the pro wrestling match card? It's very important because, honestly, that's a whole another can of worms that we're opening that, you know, some places are starting to wake up to, like NXT, but a lot of places still don't feature that. I mean, you know, TNA has it, WWE has it, and, you know, it's good, but it's not a featured staple of the show. It's not a cornerstone of the show. It's just kind of there, and the women are talented, but... There's no real sense of urgency about the division. And that's what we're looking to change. And by bringing in women like Deanna and Arlene, who are equally talented, which is why I can't wait to see this contest, um, you know, by bringing in women like that, you know, we're going to accomplish just that. 
Very cool. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit because, you know, I know, uh, you know, you're as much as you're a promoter, you're a wrestler. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, it's, I mean, I, I hate it when you're in the business and, and people like throw around, oh, you're a marker. I mean, ultimately, we're all fans. Um, yeah. and, and you've always been very upfront with that, that, uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to use the term mark, I guess maybe we're all to a certain extent marks. Um, but to, to mark out a bit, it, it seems like right now between the, the indie scene, uh, as it continues to flourish and now, uh, more and more wrestling on TV, ROH, uh, you know, on TV, uh, Lucha Underground. I mean, there's so many things out there now for uh, uh, wrestling fans to watch. Uh, I'm curious, did you catch um, ROH this week? Are you catching some of the new stuff out on TV as well as WWE programming? I watch absolutely everything. When I say everything, I mean it. Lucha, ROH, TNA, WWE, NXT. I watch all of it and study all of it. And, you know, I think the great thing is that there's something different with every product. Like ROH is more sport based. The Lucha Underground has a lot of high flying. You know, the uh, TNA is. Uh... Well, anyway, WWE is like storyline driven, <laughs> and you know, now TNA is is good. I, I heard you what you guys were saying before. I completely agree. Such a great roster, and then you got people getting thrown in front of the damn Hogwarts Express at Universal. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I can't really say much about that. But then you yeah, got you know New Japan and so much other stuff out there to watch too that it's a great time to be a wrestling fan a great time to be a wrestler there's so much opportunity out there now i mean i'm curious now like since you brought it up I and mean, what what do you think when you see something like that i mean when you you know we talked about it and we're you know we're just you know guys giving our opinion you're in the business mm-hmm. you're you're a promoter you're a wrestler you see a guy i mean i don't know where mickey james is as far as wrestling but like very talented, very legendary female wrestler. James Storm, very, very talented uh, individual. Great wrestler, great on the mic. Uh, again, TNA, you know, has a lot of talent on that roster. And with all the talent they have, uh, they go and, you know, commit attempted murder. You know, and it just, and again, it just becomes like one of these, at least for me, and, and Dave and I were in agreement, like it's a head-scratcher. For you in the business, when you look at that and you're, you think in terms of, like, putting a show on, I mean, what runs through your head when you see something like that? Uh, two things, because I get both sides of the coin. I understand, you know, in a way they're going for shock value, and that's great. And they got that, but I don't think it quite turned out in a positive way. And, I, you know, I hate to see that because, you know, Mickey hasn't been around much, but James Storm is, like, I think having the best run of his career with this new cult he's got going you know, and to do something like that, like, I mean, it goes with his character and all that. But, and then after all that, she only suffered a concussion. Like, dude, you could have cracked her in the head with a beer bottle and saved the segment and accomplished the exact same thing. So, I mean, I understand going for shock value. I don't understand that specific segment personally, but I don't see it as a good thing, but, I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a really good point. I mean, you know, sometimes, I guess, you know, the old uh, acronym KISS, keep it simple, stupid. And, uh, yeah. you know, if they, they just, if they wanted to go a concussion angle, um, you know, yeah, hitting her in the head with a a beer bottle or taking a super kick or something would have accomplished uh, the same exactly. thing. And, and, you know, for us, I mean, you know, it's wrestling and, and you know, it, it's supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be watching something that's actually happening in real life. And in all, it, it, to me, it like pulls you out as a fan because mm-hmm. James Storm should be in jail right now. I mean, that's essentially... Right. That's where he should be, and he'll be on impact this following week. And it just, uh, 
speaking, winds up being speaking a, of jail. Speaking <laughs> of jail, I have I have to ask a question since the, since the individual I'm about to ask has probably been to jail a number of times. What's Bob Arian been up to? And is he, we're going to see him in pro wrestling magic. <laughs> uh, well, that's 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 funny. I I can't speak. I cannot confirm or deny if he's been to jail or if he still works for the government or anything like that. But uh, he's been in attendance at the shows. He's taken more of a uh, backstage role, kind of running the uh, the front end. Well, that's kind of a, a oxymoron there. Backstage role, running the front end. But yeah, you know, he's been running the front end of the house for us because we really, you know, we don't have anybody to do that right now. And you know, I have a tag team partner. I don't really need management services. We kind of know where we're going with our tag team career. So, you know, he's been kind of helping out in that aspect. And, you know, who better to have in the front end than, than somebody who, you know, gets radio calls about black helicopters at 3 in the morning and, you know, is, is an out-there kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? And what about guy who's not the, afraid to throw down. <laughs> what, what, what about another jailbird, uh, El, El Rotundo? Are we going to see any, any, any uh, sightings of him in uh, pro wrestling magic? Absolutely not. We might see a Pro Wrestling Magic sighting on the gun show, but we will absolutely not <laughs> see El Rotundo Genioso in Pro Wrestling Magic. I don't think so. Okay. That's Fair the complete opposite. Of, as much as I'd love to see it, I don't think it's what we're going for right now. Never say never, <laughs> but I, I doubt it. <laughs> Understandable. What, what's uh, what's um, going on with the gun show? Give us the latest uh, with uh, your, your television YouTube project. Uh, we took a little break for a while just to keep things fresh, and uh, it worked because... Within a day or two, our first episode back had 200 views, and we just posted the second one like two days ago. I think I just know. I'm sorry, yesterday. So we're two episodes into season 11. Uh, that's not my primary focus right now. It's obviously wrestling, pro wrestling magic, but you know it doesn't mean I've forgotten about the gun show. I absolutely haven't. I still love doing it. It's still a lot of fun. Probably won't get my acting or wrestling careers anywhere, but it, at least it's a lot of fun. Um. And before I let you go, you know, it's it's been cool to see, like, over a short period of time, you know, Pro Wrestling Magic uh, continues to grow, continues to, uh, you know, put some real talented uh, individuals on, on the, the shows. Um, where Where's your, where's your head at as far as the, the evolution of, of Magic? Where would you like to see this company go as uh, 2015 progresses? Um, I mean, I hate to give you a generic answer, but as far as possible... If we could be like a nationally, you know, touring company with TV, pay-per-view, that would be great. But I'm not delusional enough to expect that to happen anytime soon, if ever. I mean, you know, you always aim for the moon. Even if you miss, you land among the stars. So that's, you know, we don't have a specific goal in mind besides bringing a great product and hopefully making some money. Which, you know, we broke even two shows in a row, so that's pretty close to making money. Um, I mean, besides that, short term, that's our goal, to put on a great product and make some money after that who knows maybe we get a little bit of a touring schedule going um i mean i got contacts in florida maybe we do a show or two down there maybe we do one or two in pennsylvania i got contacts up there i mean we'll see where it takes us we're going one step at a time we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but we definitely have a lot of big goals and aspirations which will become a lot more clear in time depending you know how things do or don't progress very cool sounds great and before we let you go this uh Give everyone all the information they need to uh, get tickets for this Saturday. All right, WrestlingIsMagic.com, $10 in advance. They'll go up to 12 at the door, still not breaking the bank, but why not save a couple bucks and buy them online, get them in advance. Also, if you buy them in advance, we can reserve front row for you. If you get them at the door, it's first come, first serve. That's a little extra advantage. Matt McIntosh versus Ricky Martinez, Everett Cross versus Dave Davis. 
Steve off and question mark, question mark, question mark versus Glitz and Glamour for the tag team championships. <laughs> Arlene versus Deanna. And announcing right now the fifth match for the show. This is probably the last one we're going to announce before showtime because who doesn't like surprises? It's going to be the Down Boys, the current D2W tag team champions, against former OVW star Damian Adams and current D2W star the Jersey Devil, teaming up, I believe, for the first time ever or one of the first times ever. And the winners are certainly going to be in line for whoever wins the tag team championship match. So big stakes on the line there. Very cool. Thank you so much for, for giving us some time. You guys check out Pro Wrestling Magic. Uh, it's the best up-and-coming independent wrestling in this uh, northern New Jersey area. Thanks for spending some time with us, Steve, and uh, we'll get you back on real soon. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you soon. Take it easy. Thanks, Steve. And there you have it, Steve off. You know, and it's cool, man. Like, you know, you, you, you wish, you know, there was a lot more of this around the independent scene, but, you know, it's like... It, I mean, Steve, which which is good, you know, I think I, I, I get the impression when he's booking the shows, like he books it as a fan. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is and again, you know, like it, I hate, oh, don't be a fan. You know, when you get in the business, you're like, don't be a fan. Don't act like a martyr. Oh, it's all BS. That's like people who, who think they're, they're more important than they are, like telling you how you're supposed to act. We're all ultimately fans. You get involved in wrestling. You you do a show like this. You 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 do commentating. You get in the ring. Uh, you set up the ring. Whatever it is, you, you know, you do it ultimately because you're a fan. Um, and so I don't mean any disrespect when I say he books like a fan. I think he does because he. It's almost like Steve looks at a show that he would want to go and watch, um, that he would enjoy watching. And he's you know, if you're from this area, um, you know, I've seen Arlene wrestle. Very talented. Uh, Lady wrestler, um, you know, a guy, and Matt McIntosh, who's uh, been around a bunch of promotions uh, in this area. That dude's phenomenal. Uh, that guy is phenomenal in the ring. Um, so he's, you know, he's he's grabbing guys that are are fun to watch. Um, he's putting together a, a good roster, and it just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's refreshing to hear someone, you know, putting a show together, putting a promotion together uh, in this manner. So be sure to check them out. Wrestlingismagic.com. Their Twitter is at Wrestling Magic uh, on Instagram, uh, Pro Wrestling Magic. So check them out. Go support them on June 13th. You guys have been awesome tonight. Um, very, very patient on the phones. Uh, you know, we had guests, we had news. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to ride it out this last half hour on the phones. And we've had Tony, who's been on hold for a while. Tony, thank you so much for hanging on. Uh, I know you you got to be real excited about ROH on TV. Uh, you've been a big ROH fan for a while. Uh, you know, we'll talk about some other things, but I, first I got to get your impressions of ROH's show this past Wednesday night. I thought it was a good show. You know, like I said, I I, <laughs> I thought they had a you know it was a, it was definitely a good uh, for those who hadn't seen it before. I I thought it was a good introduction to uh, to the product. You know, they had uh, yeah. I mean, being you know, I've been an ROH fan for a few years now, but so I mean, I, um, but I I thought that the, you know, like everybody was really good. I know you mentioned Silas Young earlier, and you mentioned how you liked his character. Uh, yeah, I, his, his character is very good. I um, I I really uh, enjoy it myself. You know, the guy's good in the ring. He's he's good as the uh, you know as the heel. He he, he really he really does it, does it well. Um, yeah, I just I really dug him. Like he reminded me almost of like a. Uh, a Stan Hansen or um, uh, even like a Scott Hall pre-Razor Ramon 
Um, I really dug him. And, and I, I thought it, like, and I'm curious what you think. Like, I thought the show was a good show, and it was intriguing. And it wasn't, like, it was definitely like, all right, I, I would definitely want to check this out again. Um, but it didn't have that, like, for me at least, that, like, really grab you type moment that it's like, oh, my God, I got to make sure I catch this next week. Uh, well, uh, I, I mean, like I say, I've been a fan for a while, so I mean, I know, I mean, I'm going to watch it every week because I'm a diehard right. fan. But you know, yeah, I, like I said, I think it was a good show. You know, I mean, you had the opener. Uh, Sheeta is a really good. Uh, is it really amazing? That guy's amazing in the ring. I've seen him. I've seen him before a few times. Uh, um, I saw him live against Jay Lethal last year. Uh, he actually won just won this um, Super Juniors tournament that they had in New Japan. Uh, he had a great match against Kyle O'Reilly in the finals. It was like a half hour, uh, and they really went all out there. Um, you know, and, and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, Red Dragon, it's another uh, good, another good another good team. Uh, you know, you got you know, those guys. You got the Kingdom. Uh, you know, uh, Taven Bennett, Adam Cole. Uh, you know, those guys are really, uh, those guys are actually very good at uh, old school heels, too, actually, I think. Uh, you know, they really get heat on, you know, they really get, know how to get heat, you know, that heel, that old heel heat that they, uh, they talk about. Uh, you know, like I say, it's, it's, it, I really enjoy it. And like as Steve Austin said, you know, it's more, it's kind of more sport, uh, sport or uh, whatever the word is. But uh, you know, it's, it's more about the in-ring stuff, like you know, that. Uh, and uh, I, I guess I, I, I really enjoy, uh, I enjoy watching it. You know, it's like even if they're going to be doing the best in the world, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good show. They got, you know, they got Jay Briscoe, you got Jay Lethal for you know both titles. And I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a really good show. I think we're going to have, you know, Jay Lethal was another really outstanding, outstanding performer. I really, you know, enjoy it. I've really enjoyed him ever since I uh, saw him. Uh, you know, this is you know, in uh, TNA. Um, you know, he's another guy that the team he dropped the ball with. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, I think you know, he's been TV champion for over for more than a year now. I I wouldn't be surprised if he walks out with the world title, uh, you know, next weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, it'd be it'd be cool if it happened. Cool. Did you watch? I'm curious. Did you watch the whole night? Did you did you watch ROH and then watch uh, Impact? Of course I did. What did you, yeah, what'd you think saw, of Impact? Impact, well, definitely not a, not on the level of of, of ROH. I, you know, it was just, um, yeah, the whole James Storm thing with kicking Mickey James on. Uh, yeah, I, I really didn't know uh, didn't know what to make of that. Uh, but you know, it's like it's you know it's like she's you know she's Magnus's fiance and they're doing this. It, 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 you know, I mean, this this kind of stuff has been done in wrestling before, where you have a couple and then. You have another guy come in and do whatever, you know, it's, yeah, it, and it, it's always been kind of, it's really never clicked, you know, that can be these, these kinds of storylines. I don't know, I was actually talking to my friend earlier on, and he was, he was saying, he was like, she's going to have amnesia and wind up joining the Revolution stable. So <laughs> I got to, I hope it doesn't happen, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, this is TNA, you know, it's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what I get, that, that's the route they take. It's, you know. Yeah, and, it, no. and it's a shame, man, because I, I thought there were parts of the show that actually were decent, but that that just really that that segment killed me. Yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, because like, you got the Wolves versus you know Austin Aries and Bobby Roode, and have, those matches have been really yeah, those have been good matches, and um, you know uh, Austin Aries' deal is actually is coming up, 
soon too. So I don't know what's you know what's going to happen uh, with him there. Uh, I guess I don't know if they'll finish out the uh, <laughs> the best of five at Slam Anniversary. Uh, I'm and actually you know Slam Anniversary. I think you see the EC3 is going to get the belt to start. You know he's going to beat Angle. Yeah, and even EC3 has been you know, his character has been really good. Though, you know, the last, uh, Probably ever since the picture has been written off TV, I think the character has actually improved. You know, he's, 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 he's another good heel, I think. I agree with you. I think they've done uh, wonders with uh, EC3. Um, and before I let you go, I mean, did you watch WWE as we get set for uh, Money in the Bank? Uh, what do you think for uh, the lead-in, the build for uh, this pay-per-view? Uh, well, let's see what happens. I mean, it should be a good show. You know, Money in the Bank should be a good show. Uh, you know, as to, who, as to who's going to win. I mean, you know, Neville and Kofi are going to be there to do all the, fly, the high flying. Um, I was a bold prediction made earlier on there, having Roman uh, Dave uh, with uh, <laughs> Reigns winning and cashing in during the title match. That's I don't uh, I don't know if it'll happen. You know, will it happen? Uh, I don't know. We'll find, I guess we'll find out. But it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know. Raw should be Raw should be a solid solid show. You know, I mean, I expect so, uh, I expect some good stuff on there. I know that the um, guys in the Money in the Bank matches are going to be in that, you know in singles <sighs> matches tonight. Uh, it's well, probably not Kane, but I know the other one. I know the other ones will be. Good stuff. Hopefully, we get a good Raw, get a set for Money in the Bank. Tony, thanks a lot for the phone call. Thank you so much for being patient tonight. Uh, we had a lot of stuff to do in the beginning of the show and. Uh, Hopefully you get a good money in the bank. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Take it easy, bro. Yeah. There's a puppy. There's a puppy. Uh, let's go back out to the phones. Uh, we got Mr. Trivia. Mr. Trivia, host of uh, the Top Rope Report, who's going to get uh, a, a set on 1640 doing our pre-show uh, for Money in the Bank. Mr. Trivia, how you doing this evening? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? We're doing all right. How are you? Good. Ken, thanks for mentioning that on your show. I appreciate that. It's always a pleasure to talk to two of the best in the business. And, uh, Dave, I agree totally with your prediction. On my my pick is Roman Reigns to win uh, Money in the Bank. But uh, also, guys, I also make, want to mention, I understand you guys mentioned uh, the 13th with uh, Wrestling Magic, but also here in Connecticut on June 13th, there will be a special autograph session and a meet and greet with former WWE champion and Hall of Famer Bob Backlund. So uh, Mr. Trivia is going to be down there. Looking forward to that. I'm sure you guys heard the uh, interview I do with Larry Zbysko. Oh, yeah, pretty, totally. It was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. You know, he's quite a laid-back kind of guy, you know. We we talked about the brand, and, you know, he said wrestling's in his blood, and he's, he's like, really, like, Ten minutes away from the performance center, he goes down and watches it a lot and gives him his insights on it. And so it was, it was a pretty interesting interview. I enjoyed it a lot. You know, John Kelleher from M and J Video Games and Collectibles has been uh, hosting those. He had one with Tito Santana, um, Tatanka, and Mr. USA Tony Atlas at his store in Southington. So he's uh, he's been bringing the guys there. So I'm looking forward to this one on Saturday. But as far as ROH and TNA goes, unfortunately, I don't get a chance to see that because I don't get Destination America in my area. I try to keep up with it as much as possible through the news. But uh, there are some guys in ROH I've, I've seen with uh, 
um, done Northeast wrestling like Matt Taven and um, Mike Bennett. Definitely uh, good talents, and if they're part of uh, the ROH family for a long time, then ROH is going to go by leaps and bounds. I mean, I saw the thing with James Storm, which I thought was, uh, I don't know, pretty bad. That wasn't uh, that wasn't a, a very cool thing to do. I just hope that there's some kind of legal ramifications uh, brought out to James Storm. But uh, you know, he's real, right? Oh, I know that, of course. I mean, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, talking like it's actually real. For the for the aspect of the show. Yeah. For the aspect of the show. Okay. But, right. I just want to make sure, because you were kind of talking like you were hoping you got arrested. Like, oh, you know, no. Just for the aspect of the show. Just like when they arrest Nikki Bella and Raw that night. That was just all just part of the show. But the thing okay. that killed me, though, in, sure. the context, in the context of the show, though, in the same show, James Storm doesn't get arrested, but Angelina Love does. Yeah. I mean, explain yeah. to me that. She's Max Sky. She's off to jail, but James Storm tries to kill Mickey James. We're, we're okay with that. We're good with that. Yeah, tell me about it. I just want to be. I want to. I want to be in a in a TNA creative meeting just to see like what what guys are sitting there saying like, oh, this makes complete sense. Yep, I know that's. Uh, that's kind of uh, interesting to why they would put her in jail and not do anything, but I understand it's all part of the show. But uh, hopefully, guys, we'll uh, we'll try to do our best on this pre-show pay-per-view and uh, you know make sixteen forty proud. And you know, like I said, we're up and running now with a blog and a um, my Twitter, Mister Trivia two thousand fourteen. Uh, we got a YouTube channel now, so the Top Rope Report is. Uh, you know, making it making our way up the ladder slowly. I mean, you know, we're not as uh, we're not as skilled and we're not as uh, advanced in the wrestling business, so to speak, as you know the Ken Reedy Show. I'm I'm uh, honored to be involved with the Ken Reedy Show. I mean, I try to emulate some some things on my show that uh, you know you guys do because I figure you guys I feel you guys are the measuring stick in the podcast business, and you know I want to thank you guys for allowing me to call your show each week and. Uh, you know, let's just keep 1640 going, and hopefully we'll have a good pay-per-view and a good Monday Night Raw tonight. I hope so, too. Thanks for the kind words, and uh, good luck Sunday. Kick some ass, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, bro. Hey, Mr. Trivia going to be hosting, doing uh, 1640 pre-game uh, responsibilities on Sunday. The measuring stick, huh? We are the measuring stick. Measuring uh, Yeah, it's good stuff. We're 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 just we're yeah. just that damn good. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Break out the chapstick. Uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, Mister Trivia. If you're what? listening, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm only joking. We're family. We're, we're all family, I'm man. We, we, we gotta be all right. But we're family. <laughs> Let's go back out to the phones again. Like you guys have been great tonight, being patient. We got Anthony on the line. Anthony, how you doing this evening? Good. What's going on, guys? Not much. You know, it's it's been interesting with this uh, influx of uh, you know programming and ROH hitting uh, TV. It's interesting. Like all of a sudden, you know, people are calling in. We're we're talking other things. We we've talked uh, 
a minimal amount of WWE tonight, which is cool. It kind of keeps it fresh and uh, talking about some new things. I know you're probably chomping at the bit to talk a little ROH. So what did you think of their first foray into uh, Destination America television? I, I actually am chomping at the bit to talk about it, but maybe for a different reason than you expect. And uh, I kind of spoke to Dave about this uh, late last week. And as an ROH fan, I have no problem with the show. And I understand it's it was taped a couple of weeks ago, and it's along their storylines and the way they're presenting shows. But my thing is this. And this is this is strictly because I'm an ROH fan, and I want them to do well. If you're gonna kick off on Destination America and present yourself uh, basically to the world or to the world that has Destination America, you, I mean, yeah, you got the Briscoes, you got some good matches, and it was a good show. But if you're really gonna like kick off and like present yourself. Uh, like you said, there's no wow moments. I've seen so many, so many better matches come from ROH. I mean, I, you know, you had no kingdom, lethal didn't wrestle, no Young Bucks, no Styles, no Red Dragon. I mean, I could go down the list. And I'm not saying they didn't have good performers. I think Moose is a guy who has a lot of potential for a big guy. He's extremely athletic. Uh, you saw some of their younger talent, the guys that just came in, like Dijak, who I love from the indie scene. Uh, like I said, you got the Briscoes, you got some good matches, you got some NJPW talent. I thought that that aspect of it was great, but I almost wish if if that's what you were going to do, wait, uh, get through your time period of what you have taped, and tape something specifically, or do a live event, and just have have a kickoff. Have 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 a presentation like we're here. I, I the whole the whole time watching it, it was a regular ROH show, and if looking at it from an ROH fan perspective, again you have no problem with it. They actually replayed the show on Nesson last night for those of you in the New England area. Yeah, ROH on Nesson now too. That. Also, I did I did tune in to see if it was going to be the same show, and it was. And I watched it again to get, and I could see putting that on Nesson. Yeah, no problem, because people in New England, and I could say this from going to a lot of indie shows around here, and I heard this a lot at the shows I go to in Providence when you see ROH guys, when are we going to see you guys on TV up here? Half the roster's from New England, you know? So I'm sure people in New England are loving that. It's on Nesson. They could watch it there if they don't have Destination. But if you're going to kick it off nationally on Destination, like, man, kick it off with a bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I was a little disappointed in that aspect because I tried to watch it, you know, because I come on your guy's show, I go on for our show, I, uh, I give my opinion on this stuff, so I said, you know what, let me watch this as if I've never seen ROH before, and I was a new guy to the company, and would I watch this again? I'm not saying if I was, I wouldn't watch it again, but it was almost like, man, like, wow, this wasn't really like, you know, they had a lot of momentum from what they got on social media, just announcing they were going to be on Destination. And part of it was the TNA thing, what's going to happen. And I understand that. But you almost wish they would really just have this, like, kick-ass show and just sucked everybody in. Well, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know if you heard earlier in the show, but I think it was, I think this deal was done so quickly that they wanted to get the show out there because they're on a trial period with them right now. And I yeah, think, it's like six you know, months or something. Yeah, it only goes till the end of till you know the end of 2015. So it would have cost Ring of Honor a boatload of money. I w- we don't even know if it's possible if they would have been able to find a building 
and change talent schedules around um, and basically disregard what they had filmed for story for future storylines to just put out a live television special and on top and on the, the, the on top of it live television costs millions of dollars to produce on a weekly basis. That's why WWE only produced one show, you know, live every week and that's raw with the exception of a pay per view of course. Um, so I think that was the, that was the issue, and the fact, like I said, it was the deal was done so quickly. They announced it, and then they aired like a week later. Normally, you get a break. You get like a month, two months, where they really promote your show, and you know they get guys to go on talk shows and stuff like that. I think it was just a situation where, like I said, it's a trial period, and it's a wait and see approach to bring of honor and destination America. But I do agree with you in the sense that yeah, maybe they should have, but I don't think it was cost effective. I don't think it was possible for them to produce something in a week as quickly like that. I don't think they had the funds to do it. Well, yeah, I'm not necessarily... I'll start. Because I just think, like, you know, and you bring up some really good points, and, you know, the one thing that struck me, and, and it, look, I thought it was a solid show, and it was something that, like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll watch it next week. Um, but it was one of those things that, you know, admittedly, like, you know, Dave and I have caught things here and there, but we're not, like, ROH fans. The fan base, the, the people that I've talked to that are into ROH um, are very passionate fans, very rabid wrestling, live and die by ROH. You know, it's it just the best thing since sliced bread. And it's cool. A very passionate fan base. Um, I kind of find found myself at the end of that show kind of being like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's, that's you know, and I know I got to give it a chance. But, you know, when you, you know, the first show, I just was expecting, you know, I've heard so many great things about ROH, and now they're finally on TV. I just, I, I was expecting something that was really going to wow me, that was really going to, you know, jump out at me. And like I said, I, Silas Young was the guy, you know, I, I just like, and it wasn't even like anything wowed me. I just really, like, his character resonated with me, and I, I liked his in-ring work, so I was totally into him. But there wasn't that that wow factor that, you know, made me say, oh, I definitely have to have to catch it next week. It just, it, I guess it just wasn't really that hook. And, uh, you know, if you're going to bring in numbers as far as ratings, I, I think, you know, whatever whatever they do to make guys like you so passionate about ROH – they got to make sure they convey that on the TV product to get guys like me passionate as well. I agree, and I, I think that's where I'm going with that. And I wasn't—I was more or less throwing ideas out there. I understand, you know, doing something live is not that easy. And they do very few live TV feeds. I mean, there's like what three pay-per-views a year. But I wasn't even—even even something like just take a best of ROH and just take take the Red Jagged Young Bucks match or that's not or a bad idea, yeah. Or, or like ACH and, and AJ Styles from the pay-per-views and throw them together. Like when the UFC went on Spike, they did all those, you know, this week in UFC or whatever, and they showed you pay-per-view matches from six months before and just a way as a hook to get people in. I mean, even if they did that from the beginning, like let's give you some of the best of what we've done just so you can see what it is. And then maybe after a week or two, okay, now we're going to get into our storylines now we're going to get into our, our regular show after we have you hooked. To me, trying to hook people from just a regular, you know, product and, and 
to me, it wasn't even a high-level ROH show from what I've seen. I've seen much better, much better from them at times. I mean, not that it wasn't good. It was it was good, but, again, like, for, for a new fan that's never seen it, it's almost like you got to do something that just gets people talking. You know what I mean? Like, I follow yeah. social media just to see what people say. Everybody talked when they heard ROH was going to be on Destination America. But if you went on social media the day after, I mean, you saw a little bit about it, but not what I expected. Not what I expected from what happened the week before. I said, oh, man, they're going to hit this thing with a bang. They're going to do so, you know, they're going to do something. I just didn't expect a regular production that they're showing on cable access, you know, at different parts of the country. I mean, that's that's really where I think the disappointment factor went in because I, I, I love the company. I care about it. And I want to see him succeed. And I, and for me, knowing people that are wrestling fans who wanted to see ROH, I really wanted them to see what ROH really delivers. And I'm not really sure they got that. I, I think you brought up like a, a great point, excellent point. Yeah, they probably a best of if, if production and everything it was short notice and and you know whatever difficulties they may have had um, to to try to throw together a show that would be. You know, hey, we're, we're we're happy to be here on Destination America, and we're happy that our, our loyal fans are going to follow us here. But for some of you new fans out there, we're going to let you, you know, know what, what you're in store for when you watch ROH Wrestling and then give you some of their, you know, best matches over, like, in, in recent memory. And uh, to me, that would have been to try and hook people in, you know, and then you could start marketing you know, leading up to our first live broadcast, um, I, I think that would that would have probably served them better. That's, I mean, that's a really good idea, and that was an excellent point you brought. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know different. There's different ways to hook people in, and I'm not saying they're going about it the wrong way. I just think it needed to be a little bit better. I mean, you never know. This week, you may get three, four matches where you're like, you know, holy shit, look at that. That's what ROH is. Well, it's just like sometimes the first impression can either make or break you, and you want that first impression to just be kick-ass. And that's that's what I was I was looking for, you know, even talking to people about it who haven't seen it. And I'm like, listen, I know these guys. I see them on Indies. I see them in ROH. These guys are going to bring it. And I understood it was going to be tape stuff, but I thought that the production of – they were just going to show you of what ROH is all about. And, again, I'm not sure you really got it. You got a portion of it, but you didn't get that kick-ass show where you're like, wow, now, you know, when I was watching Red Dragon and, and the Young Bucks on the pay-per-view, the last one they had, like I was literally jumping off the couch. I was so excited watching it. That's what I was looking for them to give people because pe- if people are jumping off the couch excited, they're going to say, damn, i got to watch this next week. Right. I'm very excited. Before we let you go, I just had that, you know, we posted on the Facebook show of the week, um, and you're a big ROH guy, their first, uh, sh- you know, time on Destination America, but you picked Monday Night Raw as as the, the show of the week, and uh, we we talked earlier in the show about the, the work that Cena's doing has just been phenomenal. Uh, what were your thoughts on last week's Raw and, and John Cena as we head into Money in the Bank? I mean, to be honest with you, um, going into the week, I never would have expected myself to pick it. I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was a good follow-up to the Chamber slash lead-in to Money in the Bank. Uh, you had probably Reigns' best promo, which you almost forget about, because the 
Cena Owens stuff was just phenomenal. I mean, I honestly thought it was if it wasn't John Cena's best promo, it was his best promo in a long time. It felt real. Uh, I enjoyed every second of it. it. It left me wanting more from both of them. You know, and going into this, I spoke to you guys about this last Sunday. Like, I was kind of like, uh, why are they doing this now? And now I'm just like, I don't even care because it's just been kick-ass. I agree. I think it's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I kind of agree with you. I thought that that was the, the show of the week last week. Uh, remains to be seen how we, we look going forward as uh, lots of stuff for wrestling fans to watch. Good stuff tonight, Tony. Thanks a lot for the call and uh, talk to you next week. All right, guys. I'll check in next week. Take care. Sounds Very good, bud. All right, guys. And as we get down to it, you know, I thank you guys. Uh, I'm dropping things. Uh, thank you guys for called in, you guys. We have a few more uh, callers on hold. We're not going to be able to get you. I apologize. Again, thank you for the support, uh, you guys. Uh, you know, be sure to call us next week. We'll, we'll flip-flop the order. You guys will they'll get in first. Uh, we got to... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the numbers because the names don't come up. But anyway, um, we're going to go quick because we do this. Since we're not doing our pay-per-view show with a minute and a half left, uh, let's do some quick picks. Um, first off, we, we've been expounding on his virtues, Cena uh, and Owens. I think this is going to be a great, entertaining matchup, and I think we're looking at a series here, so John Cena wins that match. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think everyone's expecting to see a series. I think everyone's expecting John Cena to win the rematch. They're billing it as the rematch. I'd say somehow, some way, it may not be clean, but I think Owens wins this match. Wow. First differ. Um, you know, it, when I look at the ladder match, uh, it's it's one of those fields, and I think it's going to be an entertaining matchup, but I, I, I don't like the, the field necessarily because I'd really be shocked if Reigns doesn't win. Unless we have a surprise appearance from Brock Lesnar, um, which I guess could happen. He could come and kill Neville and jump in the match. But uh, I'll I'll go with the safe bet, and I'll go with Reigns to win that. Like I said earlier, I'm picking Roman Reigns to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. And with 20 seconds left, quickly, uh, that championship match. So you're picking uh, Reigns to come out champ. I'm going to say Rollins still is going to hold on to that belt. Yeah, I'm going with Reigns. He knocks them both off the ladder. That's that they start planting the seeds for his heel turn. As and WWE. that's it. We're done, guys. Good night, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> oh, what a close. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.